Welcome back to the Red Dirt Riviera, Payne County, America, U.S. of A. You've turned into another podcast, uh, radio show here on, uh, what radio station are we on? Pete FM. Pete 94.3. Right. It's, it's Sunday. AM 780. Really? All of those? Most people are listening as a as a podcast. We actually don't really know who's listening. If you're listening on the radio, will you like tell us? Would you fly a plane over who, St. Francis who and like, are write you? your name down? Who are you? I know a few people. I know a few, especially of our home homebound parishioners mm-hmm. who are uh, who can't come to mass. Write us uh, a love letter. Fit. Yeah, you guys yeah. are lunatics. Love, Steve and family. Dear, uh, the people also listen on our Catholic Pokes website uh, via Facebook. Twitter. We also send it out. Yeah, we said we both put it on our Facebook, and it goes um, pretty broad. So, if you're on the moon and you're currently listening, welcome to Payne County. The color here is the brightest orange, America's brightest orange. Well, you've turned in, turned in, turned tuned in. in, tuned in, turned tuned in, up, turned it up. What? Tuned into another episode. It's uh, it's a beautiful time here in Payne County. It's almost duck hunting season. Which don't oh, sigh, don't oh, sigh. It's almost duck hunting season. It's the it's the the joy of fall for me. Most people love football. There were not. Uh, we did the blessing of animals uh, a few weeks. No back. one brought pet. <laughs> ducks. No, there were no ducks. <laughs> Nobody brings ducks. Oh well, I could bring a bag of frozen duck breasts and maybe some legs. Would that, would that, is that can you bless those? <laughs> that w- that would be more of a blessing of the food. Oh oh okay. I think the blessing of animals imp- implies that the animals are alive. Oh, they have to be alive. I, I would think so. So I can't break a stuffed animal. Uh, we, you know, we actually did do that last year at our preschool. No, you did. We did. We did. We did. We did a little blessing of the animals, and everybody brought their favorite stuffed animal. It so, was very cute. Did, did some like kid bring like a bobcat, like very, a giant it was stuffed very bobcat? Cute. <laughs> and then I told them uh, in no uncertain terms that animals don't go to heaven, and it was a great day. <laughs> it was don't. a great day. Hey, you can't say that because I'm the Wagner kidding. children listen to this. I'm just kidding. And if they hear that, they may schism. I'm a priest, and I try to tell the truth. <laughs> All right, that's not why we're here. Okay, at some point in time, we're going to have to do a show this on that. This episode just, <laughs> just got derailed. Maybe we should. Uh-huh. Maybe we should. Well, yeah. You know, it's been exciting, oh, uh, exciting, um, probably month, month and a half here in Payne County with you know the beginning of school year, and then this thing. What our thing? New, our new rectory? Oh yes. You know, since I've been in Payne County, so I've been here, let's say, a lot longer than you. Three. Been I've been here a th- year and a half longer than me, which is a lot longer in dog years. That's almost. Twice if I owned as long. a dog, it would be dog years, a lot longer. So anyway. I've lived in four. This is my fourth residence. I lived at the at the rectory in the in the in the. Oh, you lived at, at St. John's. Yeah, I lived at St. John's in the rectory, and people ringing the doorbell constantly uh, forced me to find a. Why separate. were they ringing the doorbell? There's a doorbell. On I know, the but rectory. why? What did they want? They want to talk, and they know where I am. They see my car outside. I'm trapped. These people. I know. It's like wanting to talk. <laughs> Like, Seeking uh, spiritual guidance <laughs> at all hours. Shame on you. I know. I know. So then I lived on King Street next to. I remember that Rose, house. Rose. I remember that house. Uh, yeah. Ro- John yeah, and Rose yeah. lived uh, next door, and they yep. would make me cookies. It was awesome. And there that was, was a, f- a nice porch. I like that porch. It was nice. The backyard Street. was a uh, was the backyard bumpered up that. next to a frat house. I slept on your couch one time. <laughs> Did you really? I think it was before I knew I was coming to Stillwater. <laughs> you but you were already out? here. I came. I don't know. I came. For, I think I came for a basketball. Oh, game that's or right. Something. And Father Lawrence was here or at the maybe time. Maybe just. To, 
there was no. there was a reason why because that was a three bedroom house and it had to be full oh. in order for you for oh. to sleep on the couch. Maybe oh. yeah. So there was right. that house, uh, which uh, on one night, <laughs> so the guys and an unnamed fraternity directly behind me set the couch on fire. So they thought it would be a good idea sometime at night to light it on fire, and the fire department called, got called and showed up. So then um, we lived on Walnut. We lived way That's out That's where there. we currently live. Oh, we currently live yes, there? Yes, oh, but we're God. moving next week. Oh, this is beautiful. So lived on Walnut. Won't tell you where on Walnut. But it, it that, that you know, it, it was the, I, I was in this constant. People might ring our doorbell. I was in this constant uh, murdering of of uh, spiders. Man, I took down two pretty big spiders the other day. Uh, with my running confession, shoes. Yes, confession, yes, uh, confession. Uh, in all truth, I did it with your with your shoes. I saw one of my shoes tipped over, and I had a feeling you were. Well, killing your sp- shoes were on the porch, and the spiders were on the porch. So you didn't use and your they own foot. They were on, foot? The, wa- they were on the wall. The spiders were on the you wall. Should, didn't you take karate growing up? <laughs> I, I didn't. I know you're shocked by that. But, uh, <laughs> you didn't take karate lessons growing up. So, well. So the, that's how you killed them. And then we've had snakes in there. So then you so you, you lived on Walnut, and then next week we move yeah. to what we're calling. So for if you're not if for those who are not Catholic <laughs> or not familiar, we've been using the term rectory, which is the sort of commonly used term for where priests live. What do they call it in the Anglican world? The uh, presbytery? The para the pa- oh the pa- partridge the par- partridge par- par- partridge no patronage, patronage? no patronage? Pas- pa- Pastors Davis Vobis? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just gonna, Look, let us know what that is. Porta potty? And just, so we're moving to um, what we are calling officially uh, the St. Joseph Priest Residence. Ooh. Which is on the campus of St. Francis Xavier, but is not, hear me, not the St. Francis Xavier Rectory. It's the St. Joseph Residence. It's the St. Joseph Priest Residence because um, it is and will be for uh, all times future where the priests of both parishes live. Uh, and this is both, uh, I, th- I think we, w- we want to, because we, we've been friends for a long time, and uh, that, that desire to, to live in, in fraternity. It's also the desire of our bishop. Correct. Um, who, since he got here three years, three plus years ago, um, has made priestly fraternity and the, the, the bonds of, of priests uh, a, a real priority, and so priests are we're getting together more. There's sort of more intentionality. In, the vicariate in started together. back up, and and I think that's also true in our in our living situations. And so we're we're I know we're both very pleased by that. Father Robert is in is in on the mix. So our house right now, where we live on Walnut, th- is three three bedroom, three bathroom, um, and it's fine. It's it's obviously do. it's worked for us. We're kind of on top of each other. There's not. There's not a very big comment. We can't have people over. There's not a big common yeah. space. We had, you know, a couple weeks ago, we had literally two two priests from Kansas State that were visiting. One on the couch. One, one on, on a some mattress. Nasty mattress. You pulled out of the, I pulled out, out of the, the garage. garage. Probably covered with spiders. Sorry, dude. He, he, Father Gail took. Took the picture of the little quote from St. Benedict that was on the plaque in the kitchen that says, Welcome all people is Christ. And he says, You made me sleep on the floor and had no coffee. We had co- no coffee? I had no coffee. Oh. I'd ran out. Oh. It, it, these, this is what happens, you know, as priestly fraternity, which is, I think, the norm rather than the exception. The priests should live in community. 
Oh, for sure. It's not that this guy should live over there and this guy should live over there, but rather priests should live in community. I, I think it's even, you know, it's ancient. So here, so like, like St. Augustine. Yes. Like that community, the Augustinians started as priests of the diocese. Diocesan priests. Yeah, yeah diocesan yeah. priests around, uh, around the city of Hippo, around St. Augustine. And then grew from that into a rule of life. Like they pray each day together. They have meals together. And, and what does it do? It, it, it just builds this awesome, we say fraternity, this life together. But you get to share the joys and the sufferings of what's going on in your life with other people. You get to pray together, yes, recreate. Yes. But there's also more to that. You, oh, well, I think especially as priests, there there is, a I think, sometimes a, a tendency of priests to— to kind of be lone wolves, to be, to be, we're, we're out here on our own and nobody understands me and I'm, you know, I'm doing all this work and, uh, and then you come home to an empty house, uh, is difficult, right? I mean, I, I mean, one of, one of the things we try to do, I think we've mentioned this before, you know, we, when we get home at night and at varying times, sometimes, you know, it's as early as six and as late as 10, depending on what's going on, or sometimes even later for you in the college world. To be able to come home and say, man, you got to hear about what happened to me today. Um, either like, you know, kind of a praise report, like, oh my gosh. Look like, at this awesome this stuff. And this and this. Look how God's working. Uh, or, oh man, I'm just, I'm struggling. You know, this, I, you know, I had this funeral today. Or to be able to come home and share that life in common is, is highly underrated. I'm going to sneeze, so why don't you say something? I, the... <laughs> God bless you. Hey, I'm back. Wow. Thanks for sharing that with us. Oh. Say it. Don't spray it. The, I, one priest told me the uh, the cycle of his day when I was a seminarian. I was living at the summer in a rectory, and he was talking about the cycle of the day of uh, getting up and doing his morning prayers and then going into the uh, to office, just get things organized for the day, celebrating Mass. And then after you celebrate morning Mass, it's open season. It's it, 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 in, a way, it in a way, one guy said that priests literally thrive in the midst of chaos because there is just this cycle of things from someone could be having a baby and you have to walk into the, into the hospital room to celebrate with them or walk into the hospital room at the death of their child and enter into deep sorrow and then immediately go from there back to a meeting at the office on, to, yeah, on something like yeah, to go have lunch with somebody to raise money for a certain thing, uh, to do some discipleship with somebody, to go out and even like go like for me, go out on campus and walk and talk to students, and then you know have dinner <laughs> with a family who is celebrating a child's birthday, and you just had uh, a child, someone's child die in the morning, and then you get to visit a hospital. And you just go down the list of the things, or like you, we mentioned in a podcast last week, of meeting with the poor. Yep. This whole cycle of things one goes through, and to just store it up in your noggin is never good. It's always a, a blessing to sit down with someone who does similar things, and to be able to talk about it, and just say, this went on, and, and, and know that the other person is listening, the other, the other dude, the other priest is listening to you, and just can empathize with you and then also if we ask for help like here's a solution to well that. and that's where you and i i mean we're we're kind of now father robert he's been with us about six weeks now 
you know, we're just yeah, constantly throwing around ideas, and and in you know, in our case, he and I work together all day. But then you're kind of a you know sort of a neutral third party to be able to jump in and say you know what guys that's that's stupid don't don't do that or like have you thought about it this way, and out of that comes you know these these great ideas. So a couple things that the church that the church says. So some people have said like why do you why do you need to live together? Because it actually has not been and this not, we're not being critical, but it's not been the historical reality here in Stillwater that the priests have not lived together in in a while, and so part of uh, of you moving here, me moving here. Uh, us knowing each other already, but also our bishop's desire, and that is that we be, in, you know, in this in the same house, um, to create a real, a real fraternity, a real community, where we are praying together, eating together, sharing life together. Um, even though we're in two different parishes, uh, your your mission is my mission, and my mission is your mission, and we overlap a lot. We try to help each other out. So anyway, the church has has a number of things. So just a couple couple quick ones. Pope Pius the twelfth. Uh, this I'm reading this from this wonderful article on priestly common life. Um, recommended the common life, particularly for younger priests, priests of the same parish, and even priests of nearby parishes. He saw many great advantages, such as nourishing charity, zeal, detachment, and safeguarding priestly chastity. How about that? Whoa. It aids in promoting intellectual and spiritual life, aiding ministry and fighting loneliness, and it expects that priests will share their goods and help other priests in need. So there it is. Uh, this is Pastoral Dabovobis, a wonderful document from John Paul II, uh, commends common life not only as an advantage for the apostolate, our parish work, but as an example of charity and unity. And that's why I think, especially for you and me, like in this, in, in you know, we're trying to, we're, we're sort of divided in that you have all the college students and I have everybody else. You could see that as like, wow, why are we dividing? Why are we dividing? No, 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 we're not dividing. We just have two very different ministries. But we're united in our in our common life. Okay, the code of canon law, some, uh, canon two eighty. Some manner of common life is highly recommended to clerics. Where it exists, it is as far as possible to be maintained. Right. So, okay. so this is the law. The law of the church. Uh, priests are to live within their parish boundaries, but one exception is explicitly mentioned in the law: living in a house common to several priests. Your parish boundaries are the are the campus. Correct. So some would say, well, you should, you should, you should definitely live like on campus. Maybe you should live in a dorm or something. <laughs> oh, um, but it especially commends it to younger priests. Um, so obviously, um, among us, Father Robert is the is the youngest, thirty years old. But we're we're also on the younger side. The average age of of priests in the Diocese of Tulsa is fifty two. The average age of priests in the United States is sixty one. We're all all three of us here in Payne County. Uh, are on the younger side. We're all below. We're all below average. One of the one of the <laughs> we're all below average. One of the great things I had to look up their name. I was just googling the name. Uh, Saint Philip Neri, diocesan priest. Yep. Who then started the Oratorians? I could. I was like the Nerians, the Filipinos, yeah, yeah. but the Oratorians. And the reasons why they give for starting this community of Oratorians. And this is the 1500s in Rome is actually the salvation of each other's souls. Yep. It, the, the help is the salvation of each other's souls. And, and it, when, you, when you live in community life, you can help each other along that way uh, to, to serve your brother, your brother priests, and to help them become of you know, greater perfection. Those are some of the, just the, even the, the words used uh, on the 
excellence of the oratories, of the oratorian life of St. Philip Neri. And so when he introduced this idea, it was kind of confusing, I think, to people because even in Rome, it was like, oh, certain religious communities do that. But at the same time of this, the 1500s, I mean, the Jesuits were starting up. The Oratorians uh, were starting up. Uh, what is it? Not the Vincentians. What's that group? Uh, oh, come on, brain. Oh, dear. They they had a seminary yes, in Denver, Colorado at one point in time. Oh, I can't remember the name of them. But they all set up this this rule of living together. So maybe we should, I don't know. Should we, well, we kind of start do. up a little you know, rule. So we're, we're Doss and priests, and therefore we're, we, we don't have like a— a specific schedule or, you know, I mean, our, our life is, you know, in many ways belongs to, to our people, which is what we do all day. But we also, uh, some would say like, we, oh, you, you guys deserve this. It's not, it's not deserve. Um, the, the demands, and I don't say this in a complaining way at all. Um, the demands on priests are, are growing, right? There are more Catholics and fewer priests. Mm-hmm. And so to have a place of, of some sanctuary, to have a place that is your own, to have a place where you can sleep and eat and pray. Um, you know, I find it just, this is me personally, I find it very difficult to pray um, in, in my church. Uh, partially because I, I think about, I, I'm drawn to, why is that light out? <laughs> oh my gosh! There's a you know there's a dead bug over there. I got to pick that up before anybody comes. Uh, right. I'm thinking about my homily for that weekend and where I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna say and and it's just it's very difficult. The, the other piece of it and that is and again not a bad thing, but a lot of times people will see you and you're in the church and you're praying and they they tap you on the shoulder, and and in some ways it's very good. Hey Father, do you have time for a confession? Yes, always. Let's go. But other times it's, you know, uh, what time does this start? You know, when in fact, you can get that from the bulletin, right? But we're going to have in our, in our new house, in the St. Joseph Priest residence, we're going to have a chapel with the Blessed Sacrament there for Mass on our day off or maybe a day when, there, when you don't have a scheduled Correct. Mass. But just a place to spend time with the Lord, um, uninterrupted, uh, where we could pray in common or alone. And so it's going to be, I, I know for me, it's going to be a great help to my spiritual life, yeah. Uh, my first, my right first on, and right. foremost job as a pastor is to, you know, is to pray your salvation, with, your own soul, with and for my people, and that's hard sometimes. That's hard sometimes in the course of a day. So to have a place which we're going to have. So let's tell some, tell them about the house. Uh, it's it's big. Yeah. Well, th- it's this. That's what people <laughs> say. The, per- the first thing people say, man, that's big. I looked at it one day and I said, that's big. And then I divided it up in my mind in three sections. Like one is living space, two is communal, common space, and the third one is storage. There's a lot of storage. In There's there. a lot of storage. Right. I think that's you're missing a lot of storage over in the church. Yeah, we don't have enough. Despite our new our new building, um, we we really don't have enough storage. You have closets to put stuff in. Yeah. But then there's like shelves that would normally be occupied with other things with Advent wreaths. I was like, wow, right. nativity right. sets. I don't know where you hide all those, uh, the three wise men. I <laughs> <laughs> don't even know where they are at this moment. <laughs> they're in the they're basement. They're probably going to be in our, they're going to be in our, yeah, in our house. So there is, there's a lot of storage. Uh, and then there's a space, each, each individual priest. I like to tell people, think of it, think of it as like an apartment building. Oh, okay. As opposed to a house. Um, so, you know, if you, if you saw an apartment building in which six people were going to live, 
you wouldn't equate it to to a to a house. Um, so each of us will have uh, a, a bedroom and a sitting room and a bathroom and a closet. So when you say like, "Wow, why do the priest need such?" That's that's the space I'm going to be living in. You're going to be living in. It's a it's not that big of a space. Yeah, it's a bedroom and a sitting room with a desk and a chair and a bathroom. Um, should she you know? Should should guys have their own bathroom? I think so. Well, actually, the right? bishop told us yeah. when we found that our current rectory, he said every guy must have his own bathroom. Right. So you, you can, so you can see that as a luxury, or you know, and maybe it is. Uh, I don't. I mean, I would mm-hmm. see it as a as something good for the for the guy. Right. Then um, there's then there's this awesome community space. Yeah. A bit, uh, of a living room, a dining room, and we you know we kind of came up with these ideas off of a model of other other things. We looked that, at other rectories. Yes, other rectories. What we liked and didn't like. Yeah, there was one in Oklahoma City, and it, we, we asked them, like, why did you do it this way? And they said, well, we know that when we have events, people want to stay connected. And I actually was just talking to a friend of mine down in Florida, and they're doing the same thing to their home that our rectory is designed. They're knocking out all the walls to open up the living room space, yeah. the kitchen, the dining room, so you can like talk to people as like when you have events over. And so, you know, just this past week, we, you know, we mentioned uh, at the K State game, there were five priests in the in the three bedroom rectory, which didn't permit anybody else to like if you want to like go out and you want to go out on the back patio to pray in our current rectory, you would have to walk through people sleeping on the floor. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like you want to get up and have right. breakfast yep. uh, on Saturday morning. You, you, I was like, dang, O'Brien's going to get up and have breakfast and hammer Schmidt. I'm going to trip over <laughs> a mattress laying on the never floor. Met. Yeah. Yeah. A priest you've never met. So this, this nice big space is for us to have our vicariate over the 12 priests in our vicariate. That stretches from Oklahoma, uh, from the the west side of Tulsa all the way to Stillwater to bring them in, and even other priests have said, "I can't wait to come out there because I just need to get out of Tulsa." A guy or wherever came, they are, yeah, a guy came out. We do that all the time. We exactly. say, I gotta, "Man, I just for a, just for one day. I love you, Stillwater. I love you, Payne County, but I got to get out of here for." But a day. what you know what it does is when you leave where you are just for twenty four thirty six hours, it clears the mind. It like refreshes everything. You go on a little road trip, you you eat someplace different, you talk to some friends that are in different towns, and it just changes the gears and it refreshes the soul. And you get to do something else and you get to take your mind off of it. So this this guy and I, we went out and just like hit golf balls and chatted and just enjoyed life and uh, and then he was like, Wow, this was refreshing. Here's the other I think the other good thing will be room room for Certainly for other for other priests to come, but room for seminarians. Yeah, because we right now we have three that came through OSU. With some Stillwater ties, yeah. Eston yeah. Blair, Matthew Tracy, <coughs> and Michael Martin. Yep, three with Stillwater ties who come over and serve mass at St. Francis because they were involved at at St. John mm-hmm. when there were adult parishioners there, so they know yep. people from St. Francis, uh, and so they go over to St. Francis. Actually, Michael Martin's candidacy was at St. Francis. Mm-hmm. So that we could get some seminarians to help with vocations, to help with the youth programs, to tote us to us during the summertime, and also get them to bring their experiences from other places to Catholic charities to help serve the poor. If you and pay build count. it, they will come. They will arrive. And so when up. you see it, our, our, our big house, think lots of storage, think apartment building, and think, you know, that we're, we're growing. Oklahoma State is growing. 
Stillwater is growing. Uh, the church is growing, mm-hmm. both St. John's and St. Francis Xavier. And so we're building this to grow. I think the other the other really exciting possibility is is a retired priest that yes. could that could come and, and live with us. And, we, and I don't know, there's no immediate plans of who that is or what right. that looks like. But that's also a big issue in our diocese, that re- retired priests oftentimes don't have a real clear plan or a path of where to where right. to live in their retirement when they're not associated with the parish. Yeah, you know, Father Paul Scheller, who's a Benedictine monk, comes yeah. back to— Son Sti- of Stillwater. Son of Stillwater, uh, Barb and Denny Scheller. He comes back every three or four months because we want to make a connection between the monastery at Conception Abbey and OSU so that young men will understand what it's like to be a monk. Uh, young women will uh, learn about monastic life as well because there are Benedictine women too. And so he's able to come back down and you know, he has to stay at his parents' house and celebrate Mass wherever. So now he'll have a place to... He has to stay with his parents. Oh, I know. Ugh. They're the worst. Jeez. They're awesome. Denny Barba, please. I, I didn't mean to say that. I didn't mean to say that. I love your food. and So it, it, it does. It provides a space for, for prayer, for uh, fraternity. Um, and again, you know, this, this goes back, you know, a kind of a larger issue. But, you know, you look at kind of the issues in the church over the last several years. Um, a, lot of, a lot of priests get in trouble when they're, when, they're, when they're just by themselves a lot. And this is true of not just a priest. This is true of people, right? Correct. You can fall into lots of, of, uh, of crazy addictions and things. Students come from their great homes, yeah. and they come to college, and they just fall into all sorts of trouble. by themselves, yeah. 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 And lo- that we talked about like Catholic charities. And yeah, not, priests like, can get lonely. Like... To, to, it's the human side where you know a lot of times priests are you know put up on pedestals or, or sort of we're sort of these great sort of spiritual beings as if we're not human um, as if we don't have the same you know kind of communal needs as as other people and when in fact we do and so to find that brotherhood amongst priests is really it's it's very special but it's also very necessary yeah I love that. Like, no man is an island. No one's meant to just be all by themselves. And so this is to help help each of us as priests of uh, Payne County and the city yep. of Stillwater to help us, each of us for the salvation of our souls to make sure we love the Lord Jesus more and we're better equipped to serve the people of God each day. Yep. Because if, if we're not doing those two things, then we're just... We're, we're lost ourselves. So we're going to have a little... Um, uh, for, our, for our people, we're going to have a little open house. <gasps> is it going to be fireworks? There will not be fireworks oh. that I know of, uh, but a little open house on uh, October the 20th, that, is this? A- that afternoon, and then uh, we're going to move in on Monday the 21st. And then you know what's cool? The first full day we're in the house will be October 22nd, is the feast day of St. John Paul II. Stop. That's Which awesome. we almost named the rectory after him. We were close. We were debating back and forth <laughs> about what to call it. And ultimately, we decided on St. Joseph yeah. because he's the universal patron of the church and of priests. And we could have gone John Vianney. We thought Damien Amolokai. Correct. Oh, there were so many good, so many great saints. My, the, my, the, my first rectory when I was all by myself was the, the St. Cecilia. Why? The, I don't know. I had oh. a picture of her. And so I said, oh. this is the house of St. Cecilia. I like that. Yeah. And I put her up on the wall and I put her over the altar and it was the... The Chapel of St. Cecilia. So somebody asked me the other day, so we, uh, so that's where da- daily mass will be in the rectory? And I was like, uh, no. No. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, I mean, so basically it's a, it's a private residence. Um, it's not for 
it's a kind of an it's an invite only. only. I mean, we're gonna have functions there, but it's Meals. not a. So, for example, I would I would discourage people from just sort of just stopping by. <laughs> Uh, we're readily available <laughs> at all the other at all the knock, other times, knock, knock, and I think knock. the danger would be like you go to the, you go to the office looking for me or Father Robert, and we're not there. Oh well, I'll just then they must be over at the rectory. I'll just go over there. Release the hounds. Yeah, don't don't do that. Don't do that. Um, yeah, I mean it is. It's private a private residence. Don't make me string out some barbed wire. Uh, <laughs> so right now there's not a lot of landscaping, but a lot of that will be in. I, I, I think we'll be in in time for the. Um, for the dedication, but we're very excited. It's it, a new a new era in priestly fraternity is. in Stillwater. Oklahoma. There's a lot of firsts. There's a lot of firsts. It's not slowing down. It's not that keeping is the for keeping it sure. Keeping the wheel turning. What is that, Jim Collins? Get the flywheel effect. The flywheel. That's Just right. Get it going, and as it spins, spins and it spins, spins and it spins, Just and keep, it keeps keep going. Right on going. I'm really excited about this. I. I think it is something that the church has always asked for, for priests living community. It's it's natural for priests to live in community. It's going to help each of us with our ministry, the salvation of our souls, and then I think it would be good. It's going to be really good for the people of God. It's going to be really excellent for the people of God because uh, when you have uh, joyful, holy priests who are helping each other become saints, that then... And we can be generous. That to, then goes out to, to everybody to else. The larger diocese. Anyway, yeah. St. Joseph Priest Residence. Pray for us. Pray for us. And uh, we hope you have a great week. And uh, come to Mass. And confession. Happy, have a great and awesome Sunday. God bless you.